follower of Jesus. It's the most important thing in my life. The most healing, healthy thing for the human brain is a belief in God and prayer. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd, and welcome to The Spiritual Laws of Nature. And this week, I'm entitling what we're going to talk about with one word, solved. S-O-L-V-E-D. Solved. Well, what am I talking about? The number one self-help issue of all time. Solved. That's what I'm talking about. Let me explain. Um, a few years ago, I was having dinner in Kansas City with a good friend of mine, Mark Victor Hansen, the co-author of all the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. I believe they're the top-selling uh, authors, uh, nonfiction in the United States, with about 150 to 75 million books sold. But anyway, Mark and I were uh, just talking, and he said, uh, "Hey, Alex, do you know what the number one category of book sales?" is almost every single year. And I said, no, Mark, I don't. And he said, diet and weight loss books. And I thought, oh, okay, that, that, I can see that. Then he asked me another question. Alex, do you know who buys the diet and weight loss books this year? And I said, no, I don't. And he said, the same people that bought them last year and probably the year before that, and 10 years for that, before that. Why? Because they didn't work, all right? Well, in the self-help industry, according to insiders, there's a 97% failure rate, which is unbelievable. In fact, I've also heard that most insiders in the self-help industry, which is a multi-multi-billion-dollar-a-year industry with books, podcasts, uh, workshops, in-home study courses, I mean, all kinds of stuff, okay? Um, but I've, I've also heard from insiders that they believe the 3% that are successful would have been successful no matter what. It had nothing to do with that particular self-help thing. Okay, and if that's true, then there's virtually no success in that entire multi-billion dollar industry, which is staggering, okay? But I think I know why. I think because they're doing it wrong. And even though what they're teaching makes logical sense, it works against the way the spiritual laws work inside of us. It works against how the Bible says to, to do things and, and, and the priority that we should have for things in our life. Let, let, let me try to explain. Typically the way, um, for, 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 for a great part of my life, my biggest sin was lust. And I've talked to so many other males who said the same thing. Uh, and and it, it's true. Okay, uh, but I also had other sins. I also had lust of the eyes for stuff and stuff that money would buy. 
Uh, I, I believe at different times I was addicted to sugar and caffeine and fat. I was addicted to uh, sports. I was addicted to all kinds of stuff at different times. Never any hard drugs, but I was still addicted to things that were really detracting from my life. Okay, well, here's how that sort of, uh, sort of how the mechanics work inside of us. We think of something, which can be an imagination or just remembering something from somewhere else, okay? We think of something or we see something or hear something or smell something that we desire, okay? And the instant that happens, it's turned into an image inside of us. That data, even if it's a smell, it's turned into an image inside of us. Okay? If it's hearing, audible, it's turned into an image inside of us. And that image is compared to all of my memories, every image I have about anything related to that, including things inherited from my ancestry going back hundreds of years. All right, And if there's any uh, danger memories related to that image, as determined by my unconscious mind, my brain pulls the fire alarm or the stress or fight or flight switch. Okay, And I'm dumbed down. My creativity is taken away. My immune system is turned off or down. Digestion, fighting off a cold or a disease, turned down or off. Uh, my uh, energy system is messed with so that I've got a burst of energy for about 15 minutes and then I'll go into extreme exhaustion. If there's not an emergency, I'll go into adrenaline overdose or crash, which can last for years if, I, if it keeps being released. But the first thing that happens is that image, wh whether it comes from out here or internally as a memory or imagination, it is instantly compared with every image I have first to see if there's a danger. If not a danger, then I get immediate feedback from my conscience, which is in my heart, Romans 1, I believe, the law that is written on my heart, or from the Holy Spirit, or from what Dr. Bruce Lipton from Stanford Medical School calls a vibe, which I believe is connected to my conscience. It's sort of all that unconscious stuff uh, compared to whatever's happening in an instant. Okay, So I have the desire or I want thought, feeling, smell, hearing, whatever it is, and then I get immediate feedback from the Holy Spirit, my conscience, the vibe. Maybe the Holy Spirit uh, feedback isn't immediate, but it's usually pretty quick, if, especially if I'm seeking that and if it's a right now thing. Okay. And so then that, that's, that happens immediately. So I get a sense like that, whether this is a sin and I should not do it, or it's not a sin, but it's just not what I should do. Like um, I walk by the trash and think I should take the trash out, and I get that vibe saying, yeah, I should take the trash out. But then the next thing I think, which is sort of my left brain conscious mind and willpower, is, but I'm not going to do it right now. Okay? Well, 
When I believe I should take it out now and I don't, I've just punched my stress switch. And I all of a sudden adrenaline, cortisol, uh, creativity turned down, immune system turned down or off, exhaustion is on the way, negative thoughts, negative feelings, etc. Okay? And on the uh, so so anyway, there, there's there's a couple of categories. First category. And this is the number one thing in self-help. Let's say I'm trying to lose a little weight, which I am. I'm about 20 pounds overweight for me right now. And my favorite thing in the world is bluebell ice cream. Uh, cookies and cream, chocolate, and vanilla. Oh, man. Fantastic. I could eat three big bowls every night. So there are things like that that I think I should not do that, or I should not do it right now, or I should not do it today, or I should do it in this size portion instead of this size portion, or whatever. There's things I want, and that would include lust of, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, okay, all of that. Things I want that I feel like I should not partake of, or at least right now. Maybe there's a car I see, and I, oh man, I'd love to have that car, but I know we can't afford it, and, it, and hope would not go for it, and all this sort of thing. Well, if I keep thinking about that car, you know, imagining, well, it won't hurt anything to just think about it. So I go online and see pictures, and then I hope and I are, are uh, having a conversation, and my mind wanders, and I'm picturing myself driving that car. Every time I imagine that, every time I participate with that thing that I feel is not right for me to do right now, I'm pushing my stress switch. And I have all the chemical stuff. Now, if I, if I think about it over and over, like I believe I should have taken the garbage out, but I didn't, but then on the way to work, I'm thinking about it. That causes the release of all chemicals, positive and negative, which is like taking cocaine creates a rush, and the end is always negative, and usually addiction, okay? So if I have something I desire and I keep thinking about doing it, I'm getting the chemical rush of everything. If I go ahead and do it, I get the negative rush for doing something that I believed I should not do. If there's something um, that is not like an ice cream or a car, something that I want, but maybe there's something that I feel like I should do. Like, I should take the garbage out. I should go tell Hope I'm sorry. I should go write a letter. I should go wash the car. I should, and, and, and I get the vibe, I get the conscience, I feel like I should do that, and I don't do it. That pushes the stress switch too. Okay? And if I keep thinking about it, about not doing it, you know, it keeps coming up. I should go take that trash out. I should go take that trash out. And I think about it, but then also think, no, but I'm not, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. Then I get the rush of all of the chemicals at the same time again. All right? So do it, you get the negative. Imagine it, you get everything. Okay? Which is even worse. All right? So, the number one self-help issue, diet weight loss, 
when you keep either imagining eating the ice cream or eating it when you feel like you shouldn't have, it punches the stress and screws up your metabolism. What does that mean? It means I'm in fear mode. The other name for fight or flight is the fear response. Well, in fear, my body does not want to let go of fat cells because we may need that food later. We're in emergency mode. That could mean all kinds of different things, all right? So you can work out all day. You can diet all day. We're not wanting to let go of those fat cells until we absolutely have to because we're in emergency mode, all right? On the other hand, you start living and acting in harmony with your conscience and the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit and the vibe, all right? And you either have no negative chemicals being released or just the positive. Oxytocin, endorphins, peptides, which give you positive thoughts, positive feelings, great energy, etc. Okay? So, the number one issue in self-help, and, and for me, my number one sin issue for my whole life was not so much the great big things, doing or not doing the great big things. I got those right. It was five to thirty times a day, which is what the research says, of, either, of messing up on the little things. Either not doing what I believe I should do right now, putting it off, or imagining doing it but not doing it, or doing a little thing like not take, like uh, having the ice cream, which I don't think is a sin maybe, but I shouldn't have done it. And now I feel guilty. Well, you, guilt is, is, is everything from the stress side, not the love side. Love side has disappointment, but no guilt, no shame, no condemnation. Okay? So here's how it kind of works. You make a decision for, you have, you have the desire, you have the picture, either for something out here or something in here, okay? You immediately have feedback from your conscience if you're listening for it. You can immediately have feedback from the vibe, which I believe is connected to the conscience, all of our heart stuff kind of put together, okay? And possibly leading from the Holy Spirit, and you make a decision, I'm going to either act over here, this is what's in it for me, and I don't want to take the garbage out right now, or you're going to act over here, you know what, I don't want to take the garbage out, but I believe it's what I should do, so I'm going to do it. All right, over here, what comes from that is, first of all, stress. You've just pushed your stress button by not doing what you believe is right for you, even though it's a little thing. It still put, punches your stress switch and you get all the negatives, sad, pain, anxiety, anger, and all the stuff that comes from that. This one, you take the garbage out and you experience stuff here, all right? Then you add your health, and I believe this is largely where health comes from, at least for a lot of people, or the thing that can be the straw that tips it one way or the other, the seesaw, whether your health is tilted to good or bad. You want it tilted this way. And then from all of this and your health comes your life experience, okay? And let me illustrate that kind of this way. 
Let's say you went on a uh, vacation. Hope and I just got back a couple of weeks ago from the beach. It's our favorite place. And let's say um, one vacation trip, you went feeling what's in it for me, sadness, hopelessness, helplessness, anxiety, anger, fear, low self-worth, rejection, identity issues, unforgiveness, you're on vacation, whatever the weather is, whatever the food is, you know, all of that, but this is what you're feeling. Then you get back home and someone says, hey, how's the vacation? How are you going to describe that, do you think, if this is what you were feeling while you were on vacation? All right, on the other side, you go on vacation, it's exactly the same weather, exactly the same people, you ate the same food, whatever, but instead of feeling this while you're there, you're feeling love, joy, peace, uh, positive worth, identity, positive thoughts, positive hormones, and then you get home and someone says, hey, how was your vacation? What do you think you're going to say? Oh, man, it was great. It was really great. All right. So what we're talking about is a night and day difference in your life experience based on these little bitty things that we dismiss as not being a big deal. And so five to 30 times a day, based on the research, we do what we don't believe is the best thing we should be doing, and we don't do what we believe is the best thing that we should be doing. And every time we do that, we're punching our stress switch for 15 minutes or an hour or two, to the point that most people live most of their day in stress and over here. Now, you may have a person or two that you're over here with, like your children or maybe parents. A lot of people will live largely over here, but they'll have one or two people where they're over here, okay? But it's, it really sort of works like this. This is uh, like your internal heart energy, minus 10 to plus 10. Where are you overall? And then, where are you on particular issues, like a health issue, or a particular relationship, or money, or your career? Are you way over here, or are you over here? Or are you at a zero, maybe, sort of in the middle, some of both, but you got a couple issues over here? Okay? Well, when you're over here, what that means is that this is going to be your life experience. Okay? If you're over here, it means this is going to be your life experience. And let me tell you, that is a night and day. That is a deal breaker difference in living your, your best life possible or close to it, or uh, something's missing, or I just don't feel like I'm living what I should be, or... or and I hear that many times every single day and have for 30 years, okay? Well, I am convinced that for a lot of us, it was for me, 
It's not these big, huge sins. Now, if you've got issues with those, you need to address that and get those right, too. It's with these hundreds of little things all during the day because every one of them punches your stress button. Okay? The Bible says, if you do something believing it is wrong for you, it is wrong for you. Now, that doesn't mean you're lost. No, as long as you are right with God... Uh, and and believe in Jesus, I believe you're saved. Okay? So it doesn't mean you're lost. But what it means is it's really messing up your day-to-day experience, your day-to-day life experience, and very possibly your health. Okay? And you're living over here in life experience when you could be, if you would just start doing these little things, as you feel compelled to, it would shift you over here. Why? Because it's no longer pushing your stress switch, and very often it's pushing the success switch. Positive thoughts, feelings, chemicals, etc. Okay? So, um, for most people, this is not a matter of being saved or not. It's a matter of life experience. Okay, and it's not only this solving the number one self-help issue, but probably the other top 50 self-help issues as well. Okay, um, so uh, now, now I need to say this. Some of you are so entrenched over here, and it's how you were raised, and it's in your ancestry and passed down to you, that telling you to start doing what you believe you should do in these five to 30 times a day is like saying, you know, go climb Mount Everest, all right? I understand that. What you need to do is do some of the interventions we've already talked about in this program. Do the miracle meditation. Do the turning everything into a prayer. Uh, you may go check, want to go check out Trilogy, Memory Engineering, and uh, Rapid Eye Stress. They are wonderful hands-on tools for healing a lot of that stuff. Hope came out of 12 years of depression by healing a lot of that stuff. And then once enough of it was healed, she was not depressed anymore and has been great ever since, okay? So you may need to go use some of that stuff, but keep taking little baby step after little baby step toward living what your conscience is telling you to do moment by moment, what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do moment by moment, and the internal vibe that I believe God built and put in as a system to let us know Yeah, do this now. Make that choice here, okay? But for so many of us, because we're into seek pleasure, avoid pain, we don't do that. I'll do that later. I don't want to do it. It's too much trouble. It'll be embarrassing. I don't want to get into it. I just want to go chill out in front of the TV. I just want to go have a drink. I just want to whatever. But you're never going to get to the life you want that way. I believe you will get there this way, with the, by cleaning up these little things. You know, one thing that helped me with that, all these little things like taking out the trash or not eating too much ice cream, I started thinking of them just for me, just for Alex, as any time I go against my conscience or what I believe the Holy Spirit is saying, I am counting it for me a sin. I'm calling it a sin. 
not just a choice or, or a decision. And that really helped me start uh, shifting some of that stuff, okay? Uh, some of those things, I, I, I have no idea if they would be a sin, all right? That's in the mind and heart of God. It certainly says nowhere in here that not taking out the garbage is a, is a sin or having a bowl of ice cream is a sin. That just helped me. I'm not trying to put that on you. And even if it is a sin, it's no big deal because sin isn't, sin, sin's been taken care of now. It's all been paid for. And in advance, the one I commit tomorrow, already paid for. All right? So uh, just think about it. If that helps you use it, if it messes you up because that's a big bad word for you, then don't use it. Just That's the wrong decision and it punched my stress. Last thing. Um, don't turn what I'm telling you now into a work. Okay, basically what we're talking about is part two of the instant gratification. What's the opposite of instant gratification? It's, it's patience. It's over here, it's patience. Which means instant gratification means I'm impatient. I want it now. Or I'm going to imagine it now because I want it now. Which the imagining sometimes is worse than actually doing because it causes the chemical tidal wave. All right? But don't turn this into a work. This is just a natural outpouring of love. If you're committed to living in love and trying to live on the path of love, then yeah, if you believe you should do something, you try to do it. If you believe you shouldn't do something, you try to not do it. That's just part of love. All right? If you do this strictly for the end result of getting more and more positive, you probably will get more positive, but there'll be a glass ceiling and you'll never completely get to where you're wanting to get because it's not, you're, you're, you're trying to do patience, which comes from love, but you're doing it out of fear for an end result that you want, which is, doesn't work great, okay? So um, remember that. But um, start getting these little things done in your life and I believe it's going to solve, very possibly, your number one issue, not just in the world of self-help and publishing. So give it a try. God bless you. Have a wonderful, blessed day.